This episode of the Productivity is Podcast is brought to you by Health IQ. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health conscious people like runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and more. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash Vardy. And now let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. This week on the show, Andrew McDonald. We're going to talk about possessing your success. Andrew's a self-made speaker. He's an author, a coach, and his passion is to leave the world better than he found it. That's a pretty solid mission, not just a passion. He enriches lives through motivational speaking, blogging, and coaching, and his self-help book on gearing your thoughts, words, and actions towards your vision of success in life. And he's been featured on a whole bunch of uh, podcasts, including Entrepreneur on Fire, and and he's also spoken at several college campuses. I mean, he he knows his stuff, and I love the idea of possessing your success because it's like ownership. And I love this idea of ownership. It's it, ownership is is a big buzzword, a big hot topic right now when it comes to to productivity. I talk about when it comes to like owning your time, and so. I'm I'm really excited to bring this conversation to you and let's just get into it. Let's 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 start. Let's let's get this conversation into your possession. <laughs> oh, I love it when I try to twist these things into a weird segue. I could use a I could use a uh, <laughs> I could use a teammate in those situations go Mike, too cheesy, too cheesy. But nonetheless, let's move into the conversation. Here's my conversation with Andrew McDonald here on the Productivity podcast. Enjoy. Andrew McDonald is joining me here on the Productivity Podcast. Andrew, thanks for joining me today. Hey, how you doing? It's great to be with you, Mike. So I'm I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today because you know when you go to your website, possess your success. Um, it's I think that there's something that people um, when, when they when they are trying to become successful or when they are when they are successful or they they have some modicum of success, they don't take necessarily ownership of it, right? You know, they don't, they don't revel in it. Instead, they kind of, they, there's, there's this per constant pursuit. Do you know what I mean? And, and right. what I, what I liked about, um, one of the first things that I noticed when I went to your site, um, is, and this came up in a conversation on Facebook with Jeff Goins as the idea of like, what is the thing that you really don't want to avoid doing going forward that, that you feel is impacting you and, um, your success and, and your productivity and a whole bunch of other things. And one of your posts, which I'm going to link to is stop worrying about what other people think that imposter syndrome, the things that show up and kind of get in the way. I'd like to start there if we could, is this, because I think that that's, that's I mean, if you've got th- that kind of conversation going on with, you know, with people like Jeff and, and the people that were responding in there, like some of the names you'd be like, Oh wow. Really? Like, mm-hmm. so let's yeah. dive into that a little bit. Definitely, definitely. So, um, starting with the name, I, I I think you hit the nail on the head, right? Because it's so important for you to to possess your success. And the re- the way that I like to explain that is, you know, imagine you're expecting a package in the mail, right? It's you're waiting for it, you're waiting for it, you're doing it, you 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 order the product, you did your research. And it's in the mail. It's on the way, right? It's available to you. It, it gets to your doorstep, but you have to sign for it. You have to accept that. And that's what a lot of people 
don't realize. They don't realize, number one, that there's a package outside, right, which is their success. And then number two, they don't realize that they have to take action in order to accept that, you know. And my business is, is really predicated on the model of taking the right actions, you know, having the right mindset. Um, speaking the right words and making the right decisions in order to possess the success that that's out there that's rightfully yours. And so when you talk about imposter syndrome, that's kind of the opposite of what we do, right? (laughs) A lot of the times we were like, oh my gosh, I don't belong. Uh, I'm not equipped. I'm, I'm I'm actually coaching someone right now, mentoring someone right now who started in a new job and he's working really, really hard, but he feels completely lost and he feels completely out of his element. And really, he is out of his element because um, he doesn't have the requisite experience that it would normally take somebody to get this job. So he's way out of his league, but he has to feel like he belongs. And I'm trying to help him by by making sure he has the right resources, um, the right technical resources, the right um, people in his corner in order to make him more comfortable and make him feel like he belongs because that is half the battle is mm. just being able to, once you're put in an uncomfortable position, navigate your way out of it to the point where you're actually making progress instead of backing away and feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. And because, because at that point, the negative thoughts and the negative emotions start really coming in and it's hard to come back from that. And those are the kind of things that they can really get you stuck, right? Like, mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's one of the things you've been working on, especially when, when it comes to And I don't think it has to necessarily be millennials that struggle with this. I'm not a millennial. I mean, I know that, that, that a lot of my audience is and, and, but we all get, we all struggle with this stuff, but you've got, you're, you're working with people particularly to kind of get them from that, out of that state of stuckness, right? Like to get past that point. What are some of the things that people can do? Like just actually let's start simply. What's one Mm. simple thing that somebody like, can do to get out of their, maybe to get out of their own way or to get unstuck, that's going to, that they're going to notice immediately and it'll pay immediate dividends. Absolutely. So I believe that everything you do starts from the beginning of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Every, you know, you, you, the beginning of your day determines the course of that day and really even the course of that week. So I think every day by winning your day, you're able to get there. And the fir- the core of that is establishing a proper morning routine. Um, one of the biggest things that I saw, like the biggest changes in my life came when I established a morning routine of getting up and giving me the time to you know, decompress or become creative. You know, they really set the tone for the day. Having that special time for yourself, it can really help you plan your to-do list, plan, organize the day that you're going to have, identify any blockers that may get in your way, and then find solutions before the sun even rises, right? Right, (laughs) Before the day officially begins. You know, a lot of people, they just start and just off to the races, right? They get dressed, they get ready for work, they go to work, and And all of a sudden they're there and they just get assaulted with all this stuff. Giving yourself between 15 minutes and an hour of just time to yourself to kind of get focused and get charged up for that day really helps you to be more successful. And uh, countless people have have studied it and have really, um, you know, implemented that effectively. 
So um, what about the end of the day, though, too? I'm a big believer mm-hmm. in, in starting, you know, the, the evening routine is a big part of it. Do, do you have an evening routine? Yeah, definitely. So that's another important thing as well. So um, one thing that I was doing when I was um, <clears throat> when I was working on some of my other major goals is I'm not sure if you've heard of the Freedom Journal by John Lee Dumas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm very yeah, aware so, of it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I use that religiously. Right. And so um, what I what I do is I actually journal um, the beginning and the end of the day. And so at the beginning, during my morning routine, I write down, you know, here are the things that I have to do today. Here are my tasks. Here are my three goal or objectives for this current sprint. Um, and then at the end of the day, I see, I, you know, you had a full day. A lot of things happen. You may have hit on everything. You may not. But it gives you the opportunity in that journal to write down the things that that happened that went well, the things that you could have improved on or could um, that didn't go so well. And then it helps you to kind of formulate things that you can do the next day, you know, so it kind of um, builds upon itself. So it definitely gives you that time to decompress. Um, and that's what I see um, is really important is to decompress. So that's my main component in addition to, you know, getting ready for bed and all of that stuff. So... Let's yeah. talk about um, some of the other things that that really can hamper your productivity and even get you in this state of, of of being stuck. Which which, and I think it masks itself a lot too. When you think, I mean, the idea of you but boundaries is a big thing, and you talk about this, you know, in the idea of considerations that you should have before saying yes or no. And I think that that mm-hmm. you can get stuck in that either you say yes to too many things, and because you've said yes to too many things, you move forward ever so slowly, or you say. Or you get just stuck in that decision-making process of, well, should I say yes? Should I say no? And then, you know, nothing moves forward because you're just, you've got this, you know, paralysis, uh, you know, through analysis kind of situation. Can you talk a little bit about the idea of what, like what you do to kind of, um, and what you recommend people do when they're looking at an opportunity and whether or not they should say yes or no? Because, I mean, let's face it, I mean, opportunities uh, are, are, you know, they come along fairly consistently and i mean you need to make some decisions around them or they will slip through your fingers whether you agree to them or or not right right yeah so there are a couple of things that i definitely recommend when evaluating an opportunity and seeing that if it's for you um you got to make sure that you you get you tune into that station they call it w-i-i-f-m right Mm -hmm. (laughs) what's in it for me um that's really important and people I think um, a lot of people feel awkward about it because, you know, you shouldn't be doing things for for yourself. It it kind of gets into that kind of thing where it makes you feel like you're Mm self-centered. And but it's so important for you to evaluate how it's going to affect you in your life, because if you if you're not able to to do that, it's it, I mean, you, you're going to end up burning yourself out and accepting too many things because it's, you know, things are very important to other people. But is it that important to you? Is it that critical to you? Is it going to help or hinder your success or your growth opportunities in the future? Is it going to hinder other opportunities? Because one of the things I, I, I say and a lot of people preach out there is that you know, when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to all the other things that you could be doing at that same time. And so that's what um, a lot of people that say yes too much. That's the that's the thing that really 
ties them up, you know? So that's one thing. And you also have to consider what's in it for the other person as well. Um, why are they asking you for that? You know, you got to examine, um, you know, what they're asking for as well as is, is there a match between the two? Right. Mm -hmm. You got to make sure that you can actually fulfill what they are asking for or fulfill that opportunity, um, you know, fulfill that, um, be able to execute on that. And then you, you got to make sure all of those things tie together in order to say yes. And if it's not at the end of the day, if it's something that you don't feel like it's a hell yes, then to me, it's a no. You right. Know, you got to say no to that opportunity. That's the classic Derek Sivers stuff, right? right you know, like, exactly. that, I mean, that's such a great idea. And, and it's binary. Like, I think you need to, I think a lot of people when they, when they struggle with this is that they, they're, they, they get, the middle gets messy. Do you know what I mean? Like there, there's that, that middle part that can get a little bit messy where if you're either a, a hard yes, if it's not a hard yes, if it's not like a hell yes, then it's a, then mm-hmm. it's a no. Now, I want to ask you about reminders and also like how you treat them. I want to dive into a little bit of how I treat them as well. But also, let's get into reflection a little bit later. But we'll do that right after this break. We're going to take a break. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. On the show now to talk about our sponsor, Health IQ. So I've made a concerted effort this year to get healthier, to run more, to get outside more, to walk more, to get on that fit desk, to you know, even even go as far as to like, you know, change my eating habits and stuff. Something that I mean, you guys know if you've listened to me for a while. I mean, I I did like drinking my beer, and you know, soda was something that happened in the house quite a bit. And I've really worked on that. And that's a really, really huge factor in how come I've been able to keep up this pace of writing and recording podcasts and and all the stuff I've been working on. And there's another side benefit to this I didn't even realize, but with health IQ. You can save money on your life insurance because how Health IQ works, it's like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver. Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. And these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. You must qualify to get the special rate. You can visit the site for more details. But 70% of their exclusive rate clients get approved at the top rate class, and they are the fastest-growing life insurance company with over $5 billion in coverage. And they've got customers like Brent P., who's run over 23 marathons, and he says insurance companies, they, they – didn't want to write him a policy, but Health IQ went to bat for him and they were able to find a rate over $100 a month cheaper than what he was paying now. And, you know, again, as a runner, I look at what Renee B has said and she 
She says, I try to do everything with a positive spin. And Health IQ was the first company that had that perspective in the life insurance industry. In an industry that wants focus on your negative habits, Health IQ did the opposite of that. They really focused on what you're doing that's positive, proactive, and healthy. I've been recommending Health IQ to my friends who are cyclists, runners, triathletes, and I've been spreading the word to everybody I can think of because I just think it's awesome. And I think that Health IQ is awesome too. But you're going to want to act now to take advantage of the special offer that they're offering us here. You see, life insurance companies calculate your policy rates based on your nearest age, not your actual age, and rates increase as you get older. So you want to lock in the best rate possible by getting a free quote today from Health IQ. So to do that, to see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash Vardy or mention the promo code Vardy when you talk to a Health IQ agent. I'd like to thank Health IQ for sponsoring this episode of the Productivityist Podcast. And now let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the show. I want to I want to dive a little bit into something that I've been experimenting a little bit more with, which you'd think by now I would have already, you know, I've been been through this and 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 back. Is and you talk about this in another post. There's going to be a lot of links to to blog posts here in the show notes, everybody, just so you're aware. Um, and by the way, there's a whole other bonus episode where we're going to talk about some of the keys to uh, the three the three P's for for time management. We're going to get to that in the bonus episode for for members. So if you're a member, then uh, stick around to the end of the episode, and I'll share with you how you can become that and get that bonus content. But I want to talk about reminders, and reminders are, are kind of like. They're, they, they're one of those things where where I believe that you can go overboard with them, but I think they're very useful when used accordingly and used to draw attention. It's kind of like flagging an email or, you know, or uh, flagging in, in, in a task management app where, you know, if you flag everything, then really what does the flag mean? And you know what right. I mean? So mm-hmm. can you talk about how you use reminders? I mean, I can give you an example first of how I, I and I worked with a client on this recently, is mm-hmm. this person wanted to, to review their priority plans for the week. They want to say, hey, I want to go in every day and make sure that I'm, I'm moving forward with my, with my weekly sprint, which is what we call, I call in time crafting the idea of, you know, you're going to work on something consistently for a week. Uh And so what he does is he, I said, well, here's what you should do. I said, there's one thing you could do, which is to create a a flag around those tasks. But the problem is it's not going to draw your attention nearly as much as a reminder would. So Uh in, in the app he uses, which is Todoist, and we use it together is he created a reminder that at 8am he would get a reminder for that recurring task that says weekly priority plan. And then what uh-huh. happens is, is that it, in the comments of Todoist, what he can do is every every week, and he does this on his themed day of, of planning day, his planning day, is he enters his three three priority tasks for the week, like to move forward with that weekly sprint. So he sees a, he sees a, a you know, kind of like a chronicle of what he's prioritized over the course of week upon week upon week, but also he gets this reminder daily other than weekends. He doesn't get it on weekends, but weekdays so that he could see, okay, how am I moving forward? That, that, that's the only reminder he has set up in Todoist. Um, that would be one example, uh, uh-huh. how, how you could use it in a way that's really effective without overdoing it. How do you use it and how do you make sure that you're not overwhelmed by, uh, you know, R- reminder, uh, <laughs> almost like a, like a, like a reminder um, r- surplus? Right, right. So um, th- there's one thing 
that IT people, they talk about and that's uh, information overload. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what you're referring to. Like you just get spammed with so many reminders that you, after and it's a while, your own you inf- and it's your, tuning out. It's right? your own information. It's your, that's yeah. the crazy part. It's information <laughs> that you have said. It's like you're, you're, predic- you're, you're, you're contributing to the problem. <laughs> right, right, right. So um, what I do is I make sure that when I set reminders, first of all, I, I work exclusively with two reminders, with calendar reminders. And I also work with um, reminders on my my phone through IFTTT, mm-hmm. um, the, the productivity app. Yep. If this, so, if this, then that for people who aren't aware yes, of it. Okay. If this, then, then that. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So what I do is I make sure that um, it ends up on the calendar. That's the main thing is, uh, you know, if it's a one time event, maybe some recurring events, I put it on the calendar and I time block my calendar. So that way I know exactly what's going to go on for each part of the day. And um I use Google Calendar because I found that with Outlook Calendar, for some reason, it only lets you set one reminder. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of times for me, that's not enough (laughs) because I need to remind myself, you know, the day of an hour before 30 minutes before, because sometimes I'll still forget. (laughs) So, um, I make sure that, so, uh, depending on, I, I, you know, and this is a, a personal level of analysis. Uh, am I going to forget this? Like, is it something that if it's a one-time thing, I may end up forgetting it, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, if it's way out in the future, I'll probably set more reminders ahead of time to get ready for it, just so that way it's on my mind. Right. And so um, the, the, the key thing is you got to space it out appropriately. So if it's going to happen tomorrow, I may just set one reminder tomorrow, 15 minutes before, because it's fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. If it's happening three months from now, I'll set a reminder for uh, maybe the week before, uh, a day before, and then maybe uh, an hour or two before the event or the right. appointment or whatever it is. But um, you don't do that for every single appointment, though, do you? Not every single That's reminder. The thing. Yeah. Exactly. If it's a daily task that, I'm, that I need to do, then it's going to be, I may not even set a reminder. I just may have it on my calendar Mm -hmm. or I may set the reminder on time and that's it because it's going to happen every day. And I don't want to, you know, go into that, the tuning out mode. So you have, you you have a framework of rules surrounding like what gets this, the almost like a tiered reminder kind of set where it's like, okay, if it's this kind of thing, I should do this many reminders, you know, like you, you have a basic foundation of what those rules would look like. And then that way, when you go into a, a, something like that, you could say, okay, this only gets one reminder. Maybe this gets zero reminders because, or, and maybe this gets two because of the, the, you know, the, how far out it is or whatever. Okay. That makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. So that, I think that's the, 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 the important takeaway is you have to set a specific set of rules in order to manage those reminders mm-hmm. be, to make sure that they're effective and they make sense. You know, like I said, with IFTTT, um, my rule is that if it's something that's going to happen daily or weekly and it's something that I may start tuning out, 
I'll send myself a text message because I definitely check my text messages. That's mm-hmm. one thing I definitely do. I know myself. I'll if I get a text, I'm gonna look at it. <laughs> so right, right, right. I'll set that text message to remind myself to take out the trash or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that kind of helps me um, instead of you know s- sifting through the noise of calendar reminders. I get something different. You know, so gotcha. you can play around the different types of reminders to help you and organize and make the, your reminders much more effective. All right. Before we wrap up, uh, I feel a, a good way to close this, especially considering we talked about evening routines, is this idea of self-reflection. Now, I uh-huh. do I do journaling uh, basically every I, you do it twice a day. Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's I, I do it at the end of the night. And that's part of the reflection practice for me. Um, Mm -hmm. You talk about in this blog post, again, about the seven questions to ask yourself. And a lot of people struggle with this notion of, hey, how do I, you know, how do I, uh, spending time journaling or doing any kind of reflection is a waste of time when I could actually be doing something. Like I could be, I, I could actually be creating action and moving things forward as opposed to reflection, which is to some people really looking backwards. Um, what, first off, you don't need to spoil what the seven questions are because I'm going to, they're going to, I want them to go look at the post, but why is self-reflection kind of, why is it not a waste of time? Sure. Because you have to get some kind of feedback. I think that's the most important thing. Um, there are many people, they'll give you feedback that, you know, they, it may be good, it may be bad, but it's important to it's important to have your own feedback, the feedback that you're giving yourself, evaluating yourself and your progress, because no, nobody, nobody is responsible for your success except for you. Okay. You are the owner of your success. You know, that whole concept of possessing your success, you have to own it. And so you have to take an active role in your personal and self-development. And that's why it's so important. You have to make sure that you are providing yourself feedback, seeing where you can, um, where you can go, and seeing how where you've been, how you got there, and and that will help you to identify new opportunities in in the future, both for improvement and for you know enhancement, getting better and becoming greater. So that's why it's so so important in order to um, in order to reflect, you know, because it gives you that opportunity, especially when you set it in periodic, like quarterly right. or maybe even monthly. So um, as we get close to the end, I think the other thing is it helps you, like you said, um, it, it helps you get unstuck and get back on track if you fall mm-hmm. off, right? Um, Andrew, this has been great. And in fact, uh, you have, uh, you, you know, I mean, I, I want you to share this, this, this tool, this, this guide that you've got that will, mm-hmm. that I think encompasses, uh, you could speak to it more than I could, a lot of what we've talked about today. So, uh, would you like to share that with my audience before we, before we call it a day and then reflect on what we've done? <laughs> Absolutely. So I've been working on a guide for quite a while and I'm so excited for it. It is an awesome uh, way to help you get out of the funk that you're in. Listen, I, I personally, from experience, have felt the pressures of life and how they can really um, they could really jack you up. Right. Um, just this year, I had a situation, you know, I could just had a um, my first son. 
uh, my wife and I, we celebrated the birth of our son and you're, you know, you're adjusting to parenthood or maybe like in the situation for me, my wife was recovering from surgery. Then we had hurricanes come through and my family had to come all the way up from Florida to, to Georgia where I'm located. So I had a house full of people. I had a newborn son. I had a full-time job. I had my wife recovering from surgery. And all of that was going on at the same time I was working on this guide. So as I'm working on this guide, I'm feeling more and more stuck, (laughs) you know? And then if that wasn't enough, I found out my aunt had stage four lung cancer and a bunch of other things happened. We ended up with illnesses at the end of the year. All of this had me feeling very, very stuck and quite frankly, depressed, you know, because you have all of this transition and all this uncertainty happen at the same time, it can really make you feel stuck. And this is the whole point of my productivity guide. Um, When I started the journey, when I was starting to feel this way, I tried to um, put myself in the position of other people. I know other people would feel this way too. And I did what I do best. I talked to people that have been through experiences and and that are influencers in in business and industry and figured out what are they doing to get unstuck? How do they get past blockers? And so that's what this guide is all about. I've highlighted 35 strategies that are designed for a multitude of slump of slump busting circumstances, right? Slump busting some scenarios and I want to make sure that you are successful and that's how you do it. You have to figure out what's working and model why try to reinvent the wheel. So this will have um, uh, not only the strategies, but it'll explain how it works as well as why it works. It'll have the video interviews of these influencers to, to really get that background and context of how they got out of their situations. And it, there's a ton of resources that these influencers are providing you, whether you're in business, whether you're trying to um, improve your level of motivation on your job, whatever it is, a variety of scenarios, these influencers have resources to help you out. So um, if you're interested in this type of project, this type of um, PDF guide, I would love for you to check it out. I want to I first give you uh, my 17 productivity apps that I, um, that you, that'll help you win your day. And that's super important because like I said before, you have to be able to win your day. So I want to give you that. I want to be able to give you an exclusive interview with John Lee Dumas on our discussion on how he manages his million dollar business and podcast, seven day a week podcast, as well as an opportunity to pre-order for this productivity guide. So if you're interested in all of that, go to um, bit.ly slash P-Y-S, that's Papa Yankee Sierra, get unstuck. And then that'll take you to the link to, um, to, to you know, at least join the waiting list. Um, if you want to pre-order, you can go ahead and do that. But you at least get the resources and be involved on, on my side. And um, that'll at least help you get started. 
And by the time this episode airs, uh, it very well may be ready to go. Right. right? right so it may exactly. even be, I mean, you're just, I mean, I'm imagining the bonuses are there regardless. Right. So exactly. Exactly. There you go. So they're, they're all set up. The guide is ready. You just need to market it and get it out there. So awesome. Hey, Andrew, mm-hmm. uh, where can people find you other than obviously picking up a guide online, like on social and stuff so they can keep track of your work? Sure. So I'm really, I've been really focusing on one key area. I was on a bunch of, and I still am on a bunch of different social medias. Um, but, um, the, the main place that I'm hanging out right now is, um, is Facebook. So if you want to just look up, uh, Andrew McDonald, um, or go to my, um, my Facebook page, which is, um, facebook.com slash possess your success, you'll be able to find me and my business there. And um, I'd love to continue conversations. I'd like to, to really um, get involved there and, um, you know, check me out. Great. Andrew, thanks for joining me today on the Productivity Podcast. Thank you very much. It was great talking with you, Mike. And that wraps up this week's episode of the Productivity Podcast. Thanks to Andrew for joining me. You can look at all of the things we discussed in the show notes. And don't forget, if you are a patron, a member of the Productivity community, you can get the bonus episode that I discussed a little bit earlier. And you just go to productivityist.com slash membership to learn more about that. There's a lot more there than just a weekly bonus episode. So check it out, productivityist.com slash membership. Thanks to John Polster for producing the show. Thanks to Jim Woods and Claire, my assistant, for putting things together. And thanks to you for listening. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivities Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going.